Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Hannah. Hello, I'm Hannah, and I play Max the Paradox. Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Duncan Oliver, the Vox on the Lamb. Vox Lamb. Vox on the Lamb. Lamb Vox. It's a uh, subclass Vox? Of, of Vox where you don't want to talk to people. Is, that like the Is it Vox on, on the, the Run? run? <laughs> Yeah. Vox on the run. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's all we can do without getting sued. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. I dare you. Sue us. Go ahead. Do it. Sue, sue us. What happened. Sue us Please and leave a good us. review on iTunes. <laughs> and Tio. What are we doing? Hi, yeah, I'm Tio. That's right. Great. Uh-huh. And? I'm introducing myself. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if this is the first episode you're listening to, you need to stop. You should know. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Who do I play? Starts with a C, ends with an E, named Claire. Gave you two seconds to think about it. And which of the playbooks do I use? Three, two, one, say it together. The Forgotten Vo- Vessel. Oh. <laughs> that was all Voxes. Yes. If you got both of those immediately, Oops, all Voxes. let me know in the Discord. I should hope you all did. If you didn't, if you <laughs> forgot that I'm the forgotten start vessel, over. also let me know. Start over, episode Just one. Start o- Start the season <laughs> over. Go back. Mm-hmm. Start from the beginning. Yep. You need to start over. You're in timeout. <laughs> Big old timeout. <laughs> we open at WSOM Radio Somewhere. And things are not good. <laughs> Duncan, you are stowed away in yeah. your home away from home in the back amidst the wires and and knobs and tubes and glowing harlequin crystals as the building reverberates the sound of city hall at your door and you hear a unfortunately familiar voice say Mm. knock knock (laughs) open up sebastian hold on i will be right there and you hear a bunch of like shuffling and crashing sounds that you know are like fake yeah he's just throwing stuff around yeah yeah I love the headcanon that Stafford doesn't ever knock on doors. He just goes up to them and goes, knock, knock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's 100% true. It's, it's not headcanon. It's real canon. It's real. It's heart canon. Oh, God. I don't know if we established any windows or other exits from WSOM from this back room. It's just kind of like a big closet with my bed and stuff in it. Yeah. I don't Shit. know about this room. Okay, so I can't go out of this room either because he's right there. Can I take a look at my umbrella? How trustworthy is this umbrella? Can I get kind of low under a desk, huddle in the corner, and cover myself entirely with this CMAC painted invisibility umbrella? Interesting, okay. Like an invisibility cloak? Yes, you can. Hang tight. Oh, God. Sebastian delays kind of as long as possible, and then you hear the door swing open, and he says... Oh, hello, Chief Inspector Stafford. Welcome to WSOM. And you hear like a push and a shuffle, a little fracas, as what you assume is Stafford moving inside of WSOM. I don't think you can see through the umbrella, can you? No, no. It's not like the invisibility cloak. It's it's, no. it's an umbrella with magic camouflage on the... on the. Yes. And I've made myself a little nesting nook. In the most (laughs) discreet corner of the room where nothing interesting is. It's just wires. 
I think you hear the sound of papers rustling and falling to the ground and, and objects being like pushed aside. And you hear kind of like a strange rustling, almost like film being unspooled. Hmm. And you hear Stafford's voice echoing off of the walls and into the nooks and crannies as he bellows through WSOM. So, Sebastian, had any visitors lately? I assume that you are speaking about Duncan. I promised you I would tell you if he made an appearance. Yeah, promises, promises. What are they worth to you, Sebastian? Because I can tell you what a promise is worth to me. And you hear like a crash. Mm. And you also hear that film sound getting closer. Uh. Duncan, give me a roll to save your skin. Uh. When you run, hide, or otherwise evade danger. Roll plus wits. Man, Duncan, you are straight up not having a good time. No. Oh, God. I have a free essence track, so this seems like a roll to push myself on. Yeah. Come on, baby. Six on the dice plus one is seven. Oh, buddy. On a seven to nine, you can choose to escape or hide in this case or not, but there will be a price to pay if you do. I I choose to hide. Yeah. I mean, can I choose to escape? Probably (laughs) not. Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you want to take this moment to like make a break for an exit. Oh, no. No? No, it's a bad <laughs> idea. I have a full umbrella that has to close up before I can get through any door. I am not a fast person. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Stafford's like normally, but I don't know if he's been augmented in any way. I don't fancy my chances of making a break for it while he's right there. Yeah. A price to pay if you do. Two dollars. Five dollars. One fifty. U.S. currency, Quinn. I'll Venmo you right now. <laughs> Please let me live. <laughs> Duncan, I think your mixed success here is that as you're hiding behind this umbrella concealed by CMAX and Tropic spray paint, you hear a rustling, a whisper, and from behind your cover, you can see thin spools of red chrome cassette tape that are like tiny little worms creeping through this room. You know that they will find you if they're left to search, to comb over this room, to to worm through it. Uh So you have to distract them in some way. You need to throw one of your items to prevent them from finding you. I have four things. They're all great things. I like every one of them. There's a memory pen, super useful. There's a library book. Those library bookstore memories. I'm not returning that one. (laughs) There's a green DS that I got from the economy, but I asked for it for a specific reason. And there's a photo that captures a memory. It's very similar to the one in that library book. So I think photo is a picture of a memory. A memory is pulled from your head and put in a library book, and it now lives in that book. So I need to keep this book. I need to keep this pen so that memories can be recorded. And I need to keep that DS so I can give it. I I will throw the photo. Where are you aiming? I'm going to throw it over and under where the bed is. Because that's a dark space where if they all kind of scooch over and gather over there, it's hard to see other things around from there. You toss the frame and it lands with a clatter. And you see all of these film spools, these red chrome rust colored filaments like snakes. Their heads all like perk up and they start writhing over one another towards the bed. And from outside the room, I think you hear, What was that? Oh, it was one of the crystals. 
Ever since Savannah came, they've been making unfortunate noises. It's terrible for the audio quality. Have you been tuning in? I'm sure you've heard it. Can I scoot behind my umbrella over to beside, but not in front of or obstructing the door? Yeah, yeah. I think Hidden so. from the door. The idea is that if he comes in here to come and look as he walks in and steps in to further look around, I can kind of back, back out of the door. Yeah. Are you trying to like assess the scene or are you trying to position yourself to escape? I'm trying to position myself to escape. Okay. So I've, I've, I've thrown it. I know that creates a sound. It's distracting the little snakes, but also is attracting Stafford's attention. And so there's a very good chance that he comes in here to take a look himself. If he thinks something's going on in here, I don't think this umbrella is going to hold up to much scrutiny because he's, I mean, you can just kind of like wave a stick around and hit the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not an illusion that holds up under intense scrutiny. True. It's far more intended to protect you from the eye of the council than, yeah. you know, all around danger. <laughs> yes. Okay. Give me a roll to face fear. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I should push myself again. I'm so scared. You're going to be okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You're going to be still okay, got, Duncan. I still have three more boxes. Good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> Good vibes. Oh, jeez. You're going to be okay, Duncan. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, good vibes. Eight, and I have plus zero for that. So that's eight. On a seven to nine, a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Uh-huh. I think in doing this, you're either going to attract the attention of the film worms, or you're going to attract the attention of Stafford after he enters the room. Not before, but after. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have to leave your umbrella here to like cover your exit basically mm-hmm. yeah you, like it's stuck in the you door. like post it up into the door and like leave it so you have time to get away boy all three of those are kind of bad news for sebastian am i able to clock the position of stafford and sebastian when making this choice sure let's not not to get too russian nesting doll but why don't you give me a roll to assess reality <laughs> oh no Uh-oh. okay well I gotta roll this one normal or I'm gonna just disappear and go to jail from essence exhaustion. (laughs) That's okay. That's actually a nine on the dice and I have plus one, so that's ten. Excellent. Hold two. Great. What's my best route? What's my best route, Quinn? Is there a back door to WSOM? Ryan established in the ha- yes. in the crossover that there was, but yeah. <laughs> that's a you know alternate universe. So. Yeah, yeah. I expect there is a back door. I like to think maybe there is a fire marshal in somewhere at, at some point that passed a, a new fire code, and all buildings suddenly sprang a back door. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like uh, that. Yeah. So I think there is a, a back door. It's just we're kind of weird about it. And it's mostly kind of covered or lightly used because it's hard to tell where it goes at any given time. Like, is it connected to the back alley? Uh, that would be great. That'd be very convenient. <laughs> that be, feels very convenient. That'd be extremely convenient. Look, not everything that's convenient is bad, though. Like, sometimes that's how life goes. <laughs> this is like the difference between real random and Apple random, where people were complaining that the same song kept coming up, but that was because it just was random, and so they created a new version of Shuffle that is fake random, so you don't hear the same song twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yep. I kind of like the notion that it's like the back door exists, but it's covered in like wires and it's semi-functional because it's become subsumed by the station machinery. So to answer your question, 
you look out and I think you can see Stafford and Sebastian standing next to one another near the WSOM stone, which is still visibly and aurally vibrating, even though Savannah's gone. Mm. (laughs) And you do get a glimpse of Stafford now. He looks mostly the same. He's still wearing the slim fit black suit, white shirt, red tie with the camera head. But you notice two significant differences. The first is that the lens on the CCTV camera has a pixelated red eye. And the second is that emerging from Stafford's head, coming out in tangled spools, spilling out onto this floor like Rapunzel or an overgrown Medusa is just heaps and heaps and heaps of chrome red film. Gross. And it's snaking out into every crack and crevice and nook and cranny of WSOM. And thirdly, he has a fake goatee taped to the front of his camera. Yes, he has a fake goatee. Bad Stafford. This is Bafford. (laughs) Bafford. Sorry, but to answer your question, and this kind of, I think, feeds into your options for face fear here. Your quickest and most direct route is to make a break for the front door. Like Stafford will see you, but not before you make it there. Your less direct route, but possibly safer route is to try to go through the back door. I still have one hold on assess reality, but I think my my move Correct. from the face fear to get away is probably to try to maneuver over clearing, get through the back door, but having to leave my umbrella because I think Sebastian would have an easier time hoodwinking about why this weird umbrella is in the jumble of all the station crap, as opposed to if Stafford or the filmworms see me (laughs) running away. Mm -hmm. I do have a whole different outfit on and a fake nose, so maybe they just (laughs) think it's somebody. So I think you know the station like the back of your hand, truly. You live here, you work here, you breathe here. I'm envisioning you like shimmying along the walls maybe like stepping on crystals as you go Mm -hmm. angling the umbrella so it's just concealing your body as you Mm -hmm. shimmy and narrowly evade detection moving along the perimeter of this room until you're into the narrow hallway antechamber almost at the back door But to get this thing open, you're going to have to give it your all. And holding an umbrella is not giving it your all. I expect I can maybe get the door open, but not all the wires cleared. Does that take Mm -hmm. too long? So I have to kind of, like a wrestler exiting the ring, you have to slip through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Why don't we have a wrestling NPC yet? Stay tuned. Oh. Um, Get ready. Oh, my God. Listen it's up. happening. Listen up somewhere. Listen up somewhere. I've got a thing to tell you. I've got something to say. <laughs> Anyways, I jam my my <laughs> umbrella to cover my escape. My last assess reality here before I go is I want to try to get one last little glance at Stafford before I leave because mm-hmm. he appears to be full-on bureaucratic super investigator guy, but I'd like to try to get a glance and ask what here is not what it appears to be. Hmm. About Stafford? About Stafford. Because I think I know who's really in control here. Yeah. And <laughs> looking at what's valuable to me doesn't help too much because I, I gotta go. I know what happened here. There may be dangers I haven't noticed, but I've noticed some big ones that I'm already leaving. <laughs> Yeah. 
I think you can see all of these rust sepia strips of film, which are seemingly sentient or at least animated by Stafford. Mm -hmm. They are all coming out of his CCTV camera head from the tape deck. In there, I think you can see a red tape. They've put in a new cassette in his head. Yes. Yeesh. Okay. I give a little prayer to the radio gods that Sebastian can wiggle his way out of a strange umbrella in the station. And I very quietly close the back door again. And then I scurry over to the back door of normal brewing. Give me a roll to save your skin. Okay. At minus one. (laughs) Right, because the door's weird. Uh, No, because you are moving in the open without your umbrella. Oh, shit. Uh... (laughs) You the can moon. see very clearly the, oh, no, the eye moon. in the, the sky. Moon. Oh. Uh, I pull my coat up over my head. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Just a man very excited about getting a normal brew. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Save your skin. That's five on the dice. Plus one, minus one. It's just five. Oh, boy. Duncan. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan. Fine. Duncan. You are in so I'm much fine, trouble. I'm I leave. Fine. Oh, donkey. You take about three steps out and you hear the sound of fabric being cut and dropping down directly in front of you are five black columns. And emerging as though stepping out from a curtain is Mina Redmond. I turn around and I go the other way. Duncan, we've been looking for you. You must be mistaken. I'm... I'm bumpkin. <laughs> oh, no. Give me another roll to save your skin as Mina raises her oh. hand and a hundred <laughs> red Jesus tape Christ. spools unfurl from the five black columns. I've got to, I'm going to push again. <laughs> My, still minus one on this one? Or this one's just a normal? Nope. She's here now. Okay. Just a regular save your skin. Okay. Okay, I've got an eight on the dice, plus one is nine. Almost ten. On a seven and nine, you can choose to escape or not, but there will be a price to pay if you do. You've found yourself in a very bad situation. Mm -hmm. If you choose to escape, you will not know the price. Great. Oh my God, what the fuck? No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Do I think I can juke around these five columns and still get to normal brewing? Or I presume they just like plopped right in front of me, so I got to turn around and bolt the other direction. If you want to go to normal brewing, that's okay. You, I okay. mean, you can do that. Great. But there will be a price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get caught in the in the net. Probably not. No, it's, <laughs> it's really bad. I'm, I, I got to try <laughs> yeah, to- Yeah, Duncan, this is extremely bad. This is very bad. I got to try to dodge and get to that tarlet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you take off running and it, you are, are swarmed in red tape almost immediately. No. You have to like kick and fight your way through. Honestly, Duncan, I don't think there's any way that you would make it if it was just you. But this causes quite a stir, the sudden apparition of the council, praise be. And some people come out of, of normal brewing. They see what's happening and you are a man of the people. And I think some of them run forward and pull you into normal brewing. Yeah, I'm panicking. It's just a like the briefest of thank yous and run. Yeah, the red tape is pushing into normal brewing now. It's ripped the doors off. For some reason, I'm envisioning double doors now, like old West Saloon. And mm-hmm. like they're just torn apart. It's coming in through the windows on all sides. It's everywhere. Sorry, Jeremy. I think you hear like, 
Hey, what's going on? <laughs> this is a normal establishment. <laughs> we got we got normal rights. <laughs> yeah, I just give a serious and meaningful look to the people who help of thank you and then to them say, F fly, you fools. <laughs> and I want to go swan dive into that toilet bowl. <laughs> and the last thing we hear is a flush. <laughs> it's a very serious, important game. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that went pretty bad. <laughs> that went pretty bad. <laughs> that went pretty bad. Claire, unaware of Mina's subsequent activity after your interaction, you have arrived at City Hall <laughs> to go visit William. I have indeed, yes. City Hall remains more or less how you remembered it, not from the last election challenge, but previously. There are a handful of lines that are unmoving, people of all ages, including some corpses and skeletons just waiting in line. <laughs> I do think that it looks a little bit nicer. Huh. There's maybe some new omnivorous ficuses. Okay. And I think a new sign that says, Welcome to City Hall. And underneath it, you can see a signature from Mina Redmond, council member. I pull out of my back pocket. Claire Kisses, which is my signature lip balm. Match. I scoop the whole jar out, which is not advised, <laughs> Whoa. and smack it and rub it into Mina's council title. You said okay. that was engraved, right? No, it's just like a, a poster oh. or a banner. Oh, even better then. It will do the job quicker. My <laughs> lip balm is a plumping lip balm, so it has some quote, natural, end quote, chemicals that plump your lips up by like kind of inflaming them on paper and such, it will probably catch it on fire at some point, but it'll take a while. It's inflation magic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just anyway. like Jeremy. Yeah. It's inflationary. <laughs> it's inflationary. Yes, exactly. Used for good or vanity at least. Okay. So I do that and then I continue onward. You take the sharp right, sometimes left, sometimes today it's right turn into the customer service bureau. You make your way down the narrow, exceedingly long hallway as the lights grow dimmer and dimmer until you find yourself in the waiting area. And before you can even press to take a ticket, you hear, Now, now surfing. surfing. Zero. 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 One. one. Ooh. <laughs> I give one of the skeletons a high five and walk up. And as I sit down... Zero, zero, one, you say. You sit down in front of the fine oak desk. Overhead, there is the single lamp, which illuminates two white-gloved hands, which disappear into black suit cuffs, and nothing else can be seen. Mm -hmm. Claire, Claire Claremont. William, how are you? Adequate. Adequate. Perhaps, Perhaps even. even. Acceptable. And here I thought you were going to say, well. Actually. actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, a well actually. joke. Well. That is that a mad splain joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I actually very much like Claire, that. be careful uh, with that word. <laughs> I think Claire <laughs>, laughs and goes, oh, you've been reading my blog posts. Yes. You've been reading my splogs. <laughs> splogs? <laughs> it is incumbent to be an informed voter. Yes, the few times one gets to vote. Is it fair to say that I had your vote? 
it would be unethical for me to disclose who I voted for. A bureaucrat does not vote and tell. Yes, well, I think I have a good idea. You see one of the hands move up and disappear into the darkness. I think you can tell from the position that it would be, well, I don't know about your nose, Claire, but <laughs> it would be in the position of a normal human nose. Oh, tap, tap. yes. And then it drops back down to be palms up on the table. Well, I'm glad to see that you've kept your integrity intact. We wouldn't want anything to happen to that. Well, obviously, you know that I didn't win. Yes. Well, you know, they say that um, sometimes if an artist is ahead of their time, the history books will write that wrong for them. Indeed. In the meantime, it seems that our mutual acquaintance has ascended to the position. Council Council member Redmond. Redmond. Praise Praise be. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen that we have the moon outside our door. The eye all-seeing. And here I thought you being the oracle was that. I am but a humble customer service bureaumancer. Yes, apologies. I do not see Claire Claremont. I read... Well, that's actually why I'm here. A reading. I think a reading is about due, given the um, change afoot in town, wouldn't you say? I had wondered when you would arrive for your next reading. Well, Will, I came as soon as I could. But you know, if there's ever a moment where you think I'm overdue... You do still have that gift I gave you, do you not? Will's hand turns palm down for a moment and then turns back up and it is in his hand. Excellent. Always. <laughs> I think I think Claire literally like does one of the like hand to her over her heart kind of like, oh. <laughs> it gets her more settled and relaxed for the first time since council elections and so she lets a snarky Claire quip go by. Well, you know, I don't read or see, but I predict you might be using that more often in the coming months, weeks, days. You tell me. I consider it often. And he turns his palm down again and then turns it back up and it disappears. Aw. I think Claire nods and smiles and then with still a little bit of like a smirk says, noted. Well, then, I believe it might be time for my reading. What do you seek, Claire Claremont? You would think that I would have figured this out by now. We are all working on ourselves. (laughs) That was me, Tio, but I do like that answer. (laughs) Okay. In pursuit of a better me, I admit there are things that I need to work on and growth that still needs to happen. But one thing I think I have done quite well is understand the importance of community. Now, I don't want to put you in a difficult position here, Will, so all I will say is that there are competing forces at play out in the world, and for the first time in a long time, 
it strikes me that I need to align myself with a group under a common goal. And I suppose it would be helpful to know which groups have my best interest in mind. Now, Quinn, I can be less vague, but basically Claire is trying to figure out, like, should she align herself and trust city council? How, how much should she, like, join forces with others against Rudy versus not? Claire, you see William almost instinctively move his hand to the ledger, and then he slowly retracts it. Hmm. He lays that hand palm down and swipes it across the table, and you see a handful of cards emerge. William flips over the first card, Claire, and it is the High Priestess. And then he flips over two right next to it, the Fool and the Magician. And then he pushes one up so it's right in front of those three and flips it over the tower. And then he pulls two off to either wing. On one wing is the Empress, and on the other is the Hanged Man. You are at a crossroads, Claire Claremont. You seek to know which faction has your best interests at heart. Yes. He sets one gloved finger on the Empress and the Hanged Man. They both do. And then he spins them upside down. And don't. For you, there is always a choice. Hmm. And Claire, you didn't see this card laid on the table or flipped at any point, so you're not sure how it got there, but you see one other card further away from you on the opposite side of the Empress, the Hanged Man, and the Tower. You see the Hermit also sitting on the desk. Hmm. There is no wrong choice for you, Claire Claremont. Is that the royal you? Does that include Grippy? Grippy. <laughs> Grippy. The stapler. The chosen one. <laughs> yes, that's right. Grippy, the stapler, bears no allegiances beyond you. He will rise and fall, as do you. Okay. May I ask what you see in the hermit? Something else for you to consider. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tio here does not know tarot at all, so I don't know <laughs> what the importance of the hermit is at all. <laughs> I will go look it up, but I won't do it on this call. Um, Hannah can, if you want to give her the general rundown of the hermit. That would be lovely. Yeah, so the hermit represents an individual who is generally by themselves, seeking solitude, a lot of introspection, self-reflection. When it's reversed, which it's not reversed here, but just to kind of give you an idea of like the flip side, the bad part of a hermit is like being exiled or loneliness, things of that nature. So it's, it is a card that represents a lot of like, you need to like look within yourself, grasshopper, but could also represent somebody who is very much exhibiting a lot of solitude on their own. In the vein of look within yourself, is it like believe in yourself or like discover your own, your identity? Uh, yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Tarot's easy. <laughs> I got That's it. The th- <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing 
about it is like you can look at the card and figure out is this applying to like myself? Is it applying to somebody that I know? What is the lesson <laughs> that I can learn from the card that has been drawn for me? Think about it. Think, think about yep. it. Yep. 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 Mm. Yeah. I think the lesson that Claire is learning is <laughs> fuck them all. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> these these two groups, Rudy and everyone trying to steal, all these groups have failed routinely. Maybe Claire should be in charge. Maybe Claire should figure out what to do with uh, with the time. Second and all council that. campaign. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running again. Vote of no confidence. Vote of no confidence on me. Or it's like both sides might be trying to use Claire. You know, because Rudy used Claire for for a long time. Yeah. And the council just wants to shut you down. And I mean, Elodie's interests in Claire, not Max, but Elodie's interests in Claire also probably are usury. Right. Claire assumes that all of these entities have like their own version of what they think is the correct way to solve the problem of existence inside and outside of somewhere. But as far as Claire, Claire was already kind of in this vein of like, you all have not done a good job. And now I think whether it's the appropriate thing to take from it or not, I think what Claire would take from that is like, Claire should just be in charge of it. Or, trust or, yourself. Or make Claire your, should just trust herself. Decisions. Yeah, not actually align with any of these like groups that have already had their turn to play this game and have mm. not done it well. Okay, I think Claire nods solemnly, gets up from the table and says, I hope to have these types of chats with you again. In the next cycle. Claire Claremont. I hope that this is our only cycle. Claire is standing but has not moved. Is this the best version of me? It is my personal favorite. <laughs> um, that's Tio going all. <laughs> Claire a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Claire wouldn't say that out loud. No, no, yeah, no, no. that would just be vague spluted to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vague spluted. Claire gets home and splutes. Aww. No context. <laughs> no context. <laughs> or like that moment when, and then just like yeah. complete vague. Okay. Vague spluting. Vague spluting. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Tam. 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 <laughs> I actually, I think that Claire has a hard time with genuineness and any emotions that aren't based in vengeance or anger or any of these things and so i think that she just nods starts to walk away and as she's walking away she's like it's been a pleasure and i hope that if i call upon your assistance to make this the only cycle that you oblige i am but a humble public servant i hear that as I am a humble public servant. One hand disappears again, vaguely positioned where a human nose would be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and Claire walks out. Claire, as you step into the lobby of City Hall, you feel something poking in your pocket, and you reach in to pull it out, and it is the hermit. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 34 of Monster Hour Absurdia. As always, I want to thank everyone who's been helping to spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. 
September was our best month ever by a long shot in terms of listeners. We had over 23,000 downloads. To put that in perspective, 10% of our all-time downloads came in this last month. We absolutely love to see it. It's incredible. We're blown away. Thank you all so much for listening and for helping to bring new folks into the fold. A special shout out this week to the newest member of WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive, Courtney. Beyond forging an immutable pact with the embrace of the vast beyond, Eternal Pledge Drive members help power the WSOM station and make this show possible. We just posted a new special episode that I have been absolutely dying to share with you all. Christine from the Unexplored Places joined me for a game of God Killer by Connie Chang, where we explored the origins of everyone's favorite celestial hunter, Solar. The game rules, Christine, is absolutely stellar. It's one of my favorite episodes that we have done. If you want to check it out, patreon.com slash monster hour or follow the link in the show notes. Finally, a quick programming note before we get back to the episode here. September took a little bit of a toll on our recording schedule with various trips and illnesses, so we are going to be taking a small break from our regular programming this month to catch back up. On October 17th, two weeks from now, we will be releasing a special Patreon one-shot of Monster of the Week with Hannah in the keeper seat. Then on October 31st, we'll return to the airwaves with episode 35 of Monster Hour Absurdia. That's all we've got for you this week, dear listeners. Happy spooky season. Max. Yes, that's me. I am Max. In the aftermath of the many things that Elodie, you, Eulity, and the many things that you learned from yourself in the form <laughs> yep. of Elodie, yep. you want to go move the bus to greener pastures. Is that yes. right? You could also say it's the aftermax. Oh, I love Hello. that. Yeah. Yep. But yes, I want to go get the bus and bring it somewhere safe. Perhaps a good plan. Yes. Because while the abandoned gas station at the edge of town does deter many things, mm-hmm. most things, in fact, it is conceivable that it might not deter the council. Praise, praise be. be. Oh, praise be. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Two questions for you. Yes. Do you take Jackie's secret back alley exit? And are you employing any of C-Mac's disguiso umbrellas? Okay. So Jackie's back alley exit, if the idea is to spread the risk around, I think I probably need to not take that. Okay. But I will take an umbrella. Yes, absolutely. You can probably find an exit close to the abandoned gas station at the edge of town, Mm -hmm. but you will need to navigate the back alley once more. So as you set out from the market, please Mm -hmm. give me a roll to embrace chaos. All right. That's a nine. On a seven and nine, you choose one, and I choose one. Okay, I'm going to wield its effects. I'm going to become chaos. The back alley unfurls before you. The passageways unkink. The tunnels straighten themselves out, and you're able to move with relative ease until you feel something strike you hard in the shoulder, and... Your whole vision shifts, not because you've been knocked to the ground, but because there are suddenly two back alleys in front of you. Does one only tell truth and the other only tell lies? I will leave that to your discernment. (laughs) But what you do see is the black leather clad cloud buster sword wielding version of you has slammed into you. 
She looks at you with a look of surprise and something between disgust and pity takes a step back and then another. And as she does, her proportions start to get drawn out and collapse in on one another, almost like a TV screen shutting down in slow motion uh, and she's gone. But for several seconds, you're left with two visions of the back alley, near identical, but not. Go ahead and mark one essence for me. All right, well, that was unpleasant. Slowly, these anomalous versions of the back alley resolve themselves into a single version. You think the one that you were walking. I know, Quinn. I am the real Max. All the others are imposters. Sure. All right. Did you do? All right, I go trotting down the back alley. The song in my heart. You arrive at the exit that you seek. What is this exit? This little road comes up to a bunch of bushes and the bushes, you have to go through the bushes and then there's a storm drain and you go through the storm drain. And interestingly enough, the storm drain does do a loop-de-loop and it comes out maybe a couple blocks away from the, the gas station up through a storm drain. Love it. So you exit out and open your umbrella to shield yourself from the eye of the council. Yes. And you walk the fairly desolate road. The abandoned gas station is, as is its moniker, at the edge of town. And so it's really just fields to the left and to the right. You see the building, which immediately strikes fear into your heart. Mm -hmm. The many derelict, rusted over vehicles parked outside. And the neon sign flickering, always flickering, ever flickering gas okay and the bus as you approach you hear the low hum of an engine the turn of tires and the bus comes pulling out of a little makeshift enclosure <laughs> um and okay. heads over to you all right okay also quinn gitzes gitzes is in the back alley right yes okay hey bus hey buddy how are you doing i know it's been a while yeah, you hear like a little snort from the exhaust and the horn honks a couple times in excitement. Hey, so I got something important that I need you to do, but first we got to get you somewhere a little bit safer. So I'd like to take you somewhere else. I can drive you there and Gitsas will be there and Jackie will be there. So you won't be by yourself. You'll be with people that you know. And it'll keep you a little bit safe until we decide, you know, where you're going to drive to next. Because I've got an idea for a big adventure for you, little bud. But I got to get you somewhere safe. Do you trust me, bus? The LED leaderboard on the front says, next stop, question mark. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I go to, to get into the bus. You step on board the bus and you notice one thing right away. Yes. That snarl is very close. Okie dokie. There's not much bus between you and the snarl. It's hundreds of divergent versions of the bus, like whipping, writhing tails, flailing in the empty expanse. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. Okay, bus. Okay, old buddy, old pal. And Quinn, I think I need to maneuver the bus or drive the bus. I got to embrace chaos, and I'm assuming that's also how I get the bus to go where I want it to go. Before you do that, why don't you give me a roll to assess reality? Fine. If you would like. You don't have to. <laughs> it's a three. Yikes. Hey, Max, everything's great. 
It's great. Give me a roll to embrace chaos. Love it. Love to hear <laughs> it. There's nothing bad. Nothing. Unrelated. Nothing. Roll two dice and tell me what you get on it. <laughs> um, I'm going to push myself on embrace chaos because I need to make sure that I don't beef this. Well, I'm glad I did that. Uh, that's a 10. Hold mm-hmm. two. I would like to briefly wield the Spire's effects mm-hmm. and take plus one forward, subvert its power to achieve my hands. Okay, great. So you sit down into the driver's seat and aboard the bus, as you may recall, the outside world is gone. All you can see is this empty expanse of darkness and tiny pinpricks of light. And as you press onto the gas, those pinpricks of light extend outward, like shooting stars almost. They form celestial filaments. You don't have any problem navigating the bus towards the back alley. I don't think you can go through the storm grate. There aren't a lot of large entrances to the back alley, but I think you know of one. You and Jackie probably planned it ahead of time, or you and Gitz's perhaps. What is it? It's another underground parking garage. It's just not the <laughs> oh, one that's okay. next to the municipal. It's it's not one full of like angry, lonely cars. <laughs> but it's another abandoned municipal parking lot. And it's one of those parking lots where like there's a there's a lot on top and then you go around the lot and there's like, you know, you can go further down into the subterranean. But if you go down enough levels, there's a way to get into the back alley from there. I will tell you that of all of Max's many skills, she is truly a renaissance woman. Driving a bus is not one of them. So the bus is a kind and forgiving soul and is unfortunately going to come through this with, you know, there's there's a, there's a couple going up on curbs. There's some scrapes on the hubcaps. It's, yeah. L- 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 love taps. Also, this municipal parking garage is not designed for buses. It's designed for cars. So it's a little bit of a tight squeeze getting down. Yeah. And obviously uh, you can't see your ordinary Euclidean yep. three-dimensional environment. So this is, I think, like part intuition and vibes, yeah. time vibes, yep. space-time vibes from you and part the bus responding to you and navigating on your behalf. Yeah. You are getting close to your destination. I think you hear the robotic voice of the bus announcement system say like, next stop, the back alley. As you do so, you notice that one of those shooting stars is getting close to you. Kind of like it did when Elodie collided with you, presumably from some other timeline. Uh-huh. And you look around and you actually see that all of them are closer than they used to be. And the tails curl back towards your time stream. And as the bus begins to come to a stop, it it starts to slow. The nearest one to you bends towards you and then smashes into you. You hear a window just behind the driver's seat shatter as the bus shifts out of movement mode and into the more familiar parked mode. Quinn, what's in the bus with me? What's in the bus? What's in the bus with me? Quinn, I turn around. You turn around and look back over your shoulder. You see a lean, grizzled, middle-aged man, mostly bald. He's wearing like black leather, but faded. And you can see he's kind of in like like a superhero three-point stance almost. He looks familiar. And you hear a voice say, Traveler. And behind you, you see Duncan Oliver. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?